When Nicholas Jacques Conti invented the pencil in 1795. Wow. Right? Little did he know that 229 years later, his invention would become a baseball bat. The coolest bat I've that? ever seen. It's so cool. <laughs> it's worth just buying one just to, you know, if you're a school teacher, you should have one of these in your room. Absolutely. It is very cool. It's a thing of beauty, but we're, we're talking about the new Victus bat. It arrived today at my house. I bought it for, for my son, Anderson. I'm actually holding it right now. Victus, uh, you know, for him, 2717. It's a pencil. Very cool. It's a pencil. Very and cool. uh, Julio, Julio Sanchez from, from our team also has one. It's, um, it's, a, it's a cool bat. And it's cool. And I, I saw I saw last year, I don't know if you remember, they had like this game that like the kids were, yep. Yep. were announcing the games and all that. Yep. And they had a a, the, a bat that was the uh I mean I'm sure Victus made it too because they make wood bats too. And it was the the pencil. But a couple of weeks ago, I think a kid from LSU, I guess like they were already, you know, gonna put it out there. And the kid from LSU came out with that bat and it was all over the place, you know, the the pencil bat from Victus. And they put it out. They sold out, I think, in in a day. It's really cool, and it's it's quite a decoration piece. You know, I'm I'm, I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna throw one on this wall here. You know, but it's quite the decoration piece. It it it, it makes sense, and it's really cute. I like it. No, and, and like I told I told my wife Anna, I'm like I'm like, babe, you know, does he need a new bat right now? No, because his bat's still fine. But I go, but th this is limited edition. I go, at worst, in you know Anderson six. In 30 years, he has a little kid, and he shows him that bat. He goes, hey, look at your dad's bat from when he was six years old. Yep. It's cool, man. That is really it's cool. really cool. It's really cool. And, you know, a, a bunch of uh, uh, Victus has been posting and, re, you know, reposting the uh, the reaction videos and the pictures with the kids. I posted a couple today. You know, I don't know if they retweeted it or, I mean, reposted it on Instagram or not. But it's really cool. It, it's cool and, and it's it's one of those things man I, I I wish when we were kids that you know back then these these companies had more of an imagination because man there's a bunch of cool bats we had black magic back then yep. we yep. we had the which I'm gonna talk about some of the old bats in a bit but uh you know obviously Copperhead, you know which we've talked about but dude this is this is dope man this, this is, is definitely one, to, so cool. one to keep this one's really cool yeah yeah it's really cool Really cool bat. I'm happy you got it for him. He deserves uh, it. Absolutely, man. man. Yeah. But yeah, this is uh, episode seventy-two of Up and In, and and you know we we've been trying to get at this all week, but you know busy week between work and games and and a bunch of stuff. You know, I'm 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 more, I'm helping organize a pig roast over at at St. Brendan Elementary, which uh, hey, you know if you if you guys want to eat some lechong, go out there. Tickets are for sale. Armando's your guy. He's putting together this excellent pig roast over there, St. Brendan. He's been working hard, and also your new job, man. Your new job's got you busy. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, man. New, you know, it's company. You know, it's you know, same, 
same job, new company, but man, I've been I've been busy right now. We just had a a listing go up this week for rent. A nice beautiful apartment over in Aventura, nice. 13,000 a month. Nice. Beautiful. Um in two days, under contract. If you need an apartment for thirteen thousand a month, <laughs> you know. Under contract in two days. <laughs> I have another listing in in the beach. Awesome. Um, short shorted a couple of times. Um, have another listing coming up now out in Brickle Key. Working on a few other ones. So awesome. yeah, man, making making moves. Making moves and keeping up with baseball. You know, you got that busy baseball schedule. You Absolutely. Know, you know, kids are playing, and um, I think now we got a little break now coming up, right? Yes, yeah, so our so we played today. We're three and I want to say three and seven now. Mm -hmm. You know, we're a little bit of a slide after after a little winning streak. Uh, we have a game on the twelfth, and then we have about a month with no games until yep. after spring break. We got the tournament coming up this week. Might get some games in there. It's still you know only I mean? two, two right? Two public two and private school spring break, or are there more? Well. Depends who you ask. Yeah. To me, there's two on my schedule. Yeah, there's public, public and school and private. One. But there's probably about six or seven of different ones. Yeah, school schools take uh you know. I know who we, I know somebody that we can call for that if you ever need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can definitely check that out. A lot a lot a lot of spring breaks. A lot of spring breaks. But dude, our, our kids need spring break. Hi, Amandito, you're bad, bro. <laughs> this our, guy, man. <laughs> our, our schools need spring break for sure. Um, with the with that Terra Nova testing, yeah, last no, week, absolutely, yeah. These kids are grinding it out, you know. But um, oh yeah, they they they, you know, aside from you know, we, we we talk about a lot of stuff here on on up and in, but but dude, the uh, they they Angelina's in what third third grade third grade Anderson's third grade. in first man they're... They're getting Dude, after it. This is our, our first grade and our third grade. They're, they're, man. Getting, they're getting after it, man. Jeez. It's busy, Dude, busy, it's, busy. Anderson comes home with some homework sometimes, and I look at it, and he's asking me for guidance. Lost, bro. And I'm like, what Lost. the hell is no, no, this? No, I look at it, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> the gotta, other day, I got to reread it a couple times. The other day, I was mean? showing him addition the way we learned. Oh, no, yeah, it's completely different. And he got it right away. Yeah, right. It's I easy. mean, he, he's, doing, Simple. he's doing pretty good at math, but. There was one thing that it was just confusing. Oh, this chart, you know, say again. I'm like, yeah. How do, how does this make any sense? Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, you know, fifteen and four. So what's I go cover the one? What's five and four? Nine. Boom. What's what one? Okay, Boom. you know, thirty Easy. plus twenty six. What's zero plus six? Easy. Six. Boom. Three plus two. Five. Fifty six. Oh my god, math is easy. You, go. <laughs> you know. But man, overly complicating this. Yeah, they've complicated it quite a bit lately, man. And it's gotta be basic. At the end of the day, I don't think any of that. I mean, I mean, we use ba we use basic math, right? But think about anything that is a little bit complicated, or even something that is simple that you want to confirm. You know, whip out that iPhone, baby. Whip out that calculator. I wonder how much. You know what I mean? I mean, absolutely. You know? But I wonder how much of this has to do with. With like new technology, I mean, and somebody listening out there, you know, let me know. I wonder how much of it. I, I should ask Juan Rodriguez, who has his daughter Aubrey in a in Anderson's class. He's in you know IT and really smart with all the all that stuff and coding and all that. I wonder how much of it has to do with coding. You know, like do they go through these 
you know, things because when you're like, when's the last time they asked you, hey, Mike, you know what? Can you make this chart? And, you know, and no, no like, no, <laughs> no, you no. Know, simple, simple math. No, I, I just think like with most things, like getting through the schooling part and learning the things and the mixes and stuff like that or the formulas, like pharmacology, for example, mm -hmm. like getting through pharmacology school is tough. But once you get into any company, like the top 50 selling medicines are behind you on an automatic counter and an automatic machine. So the moment you input that medicine, it goes click, 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 click. It does it pretty much all for you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So just like with anything else, like getting through it is the hard part. But once you get through it, like with engineer, think about it. Like that's so coded, architecture, all of those things. You know what I'm saying? It's getting through it and then probably gets kind of easy. You know what I mean? Except baseball. <laughs> baseball gets harder <laughs> man i don't understand a lot of the new newer stats you know like i'm, I'm still i'm still lost yeah the scoreboards are just wild with all these new stats and i don't even know they, what happened they don't even mean. put emphasis on on average anymore yeah. which is crazy yeah, yeah. because when you're like your your team has a better shot of winning correct me if i'm wrong if you get on base and if you get a hit and if you drive in a run and if you score a run so throughout the history of baseball you've always seen an average Home runs, RBIs, right? Yeah, and then you go into your run scored, stolen bases, and all that. Now you pay attention to all these like stats, uh, you know, what is it, wins against runs? And, yeah, they're and, adding stats together and dividing them by innings and it's just creating all these formulas and all these numbers. Like to you, who's, who's a better player, uh, Kyle Schwarber or Luis Arraez? Oh, Luis Arias. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not, it's to me, it's not even close, but Schwarber hit 40 homers right. and he hit like 198. Right. So you know they, what I'm they, saying? they put that argument the other day. Exactly. And, and, and it was like a back and forth, and Arias was ranked, I don't know, number 40 something best player in the league. I'm like, the dude's won two back, you know, he's won back to back batting titles. He should be top 10. Absolutely. I mean, if you're, if you're the best at batting average, then yeah. Then I mean you should be in the top ten. There's no doubt about it. You know what I mean? I mean, hitting for average is the number one thing that you want to do as an offensive hitter. Like you want to hit for average more than you want to hit home runs, because like you said, hitting for average is what's going to give you the best chance of everything. So the thing is that the metrics are going to tell you that Kyle Schwarber is very valuable. Right. You know what I'm telling you? They'll lead him off. They'll put him in the leadoff spot. I get it. He's a tough at bat, but it's just. You know, and I get it. I understand that he fits into someone's lineup, but 20 years ago, he he probably <laughs> no. wasn't. No, he's probably a backup catcher coming off the bench or something. You know what I mean? It's just it's just really changed a lot. Yeah, we're hitting like in the seventh spot. Yeah, or just the value like of the strikeout is just not as quote unquote embarrassing as what it used to be. You know, now it's kind of like oh fuck it. I yeah, two, I you go up there yesterday. and you're like yeah, ah, yeah exactly. Yeah, strike three. It. Okay, you know, exactly. I got two hundred. Exactly. 200 croquetas for yeah. the year. Yeah. Hey, and, and Shohei Otani got married. I, I saw that. Silently, huh? I wonder what she looks like. Curious. There was a fake rumor. Does she know she, about his contract? <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> I heard she's, she's Japanese, but I, I don't know. Like he said, I, I don't know if the translation was fine or not, but it, but he was an or, that she was an ordinary woman. You know, like whatever that means. I guess yeah. like she's not yeah. an actress or yeah. anybody famous. But good for Otani, man. Yeah. You is know? there a prenuptial agreement there or what? I'm pretty sure there is. Pretty sure, huh? We should ask Nick Martinez. Thomas is they, they got married after the contract. 
Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? It's like, hey. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder how much money she gets. I don't the, know. I deferred, wonder deferred if, money. I wonder if that culture even I don't has even that. Think, I, don't yeah, know, I doubt man. it. I, I doubt it. Who knows? I, I don't think that culture even dibble dabbles with that. Maybe his attorneys did or his agent or something. Maybe something small, but I'm not sure about that. But I was talking what about did Kanye, 700 What did Kanye dollars. West say? We want prenup. <laughs> so show here, Tani, man. What a what a what a, what a beat. deep his first game. Soto went deep already. Yep. Oh, you Soto's know, looking good. Soto's looking good. The relationship between him and Aaron Judge is outstanding. Also, oh, so the other day, one of the one of the DD dads, you know, were. I, w- I won't say a name because you know, they they know they know who they are. They 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 listen to the show. Um, tells his son, "Hey, didn't you want to tell Armando something?" And he's like, yeah, man, you talk a lot about the Yankees. And I go, I'm going to keep talking now more about the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was uh, uh, that was a hobby. Um, a, well, no, what team would he like us to talk about? What's his team? Boston? I don't know. What's his team? I don't, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what his can, son's team is. We can find out. I think I asked him. I think, I think he did say Boston. We can I think talk he did a say little Boston. bit uh, about the show, about whatever team he likes. You know, give him a little, our yeah, expectations. Well, you so know? so yeah so it so you know I'm, I'm, I mean I was kidding that I couldn't say who it is it was you know Javi Rodriguez and and Javi Javi Junior, uh, but yeah I, th- I think he I think oh, he did Marlins. tell me he's a Marlins guy bro he's a Marlins I mean he's a Marlins guy but season ticket holder but yeah so I mean I, I we'll talk we'll talk we'll talk Marlins yeah yeah, yeah he's a Marlins we'll definitely guy. talk Marlins Marlins guy but he's uh they're both really cool yeah, the Marlins good, good, you know they guys. they signed Tim Anderson and they just got Alex Gordon yeah you know so I mean you know again. It's a little bit of an upgrade if they're keeping the same set from last year, but it's not enough. You know, Philly's looking good. Yeah, <laughs> Philly's looking good, but you, you never, you never know what's gonna happen. Look at the end of the, uh, yeah, at the end of the year last year. Yep. Um, yep. Lozardo's yep. gonna open up for the Marlins day one. Yep. Good pitcher. You know, he struggled a bit. You know, when when he got here, but but he he hit his stride, yep. and he's doing really well. So you know, kudos to him. I still think they should have added one more pitcher. Yeah. But if you look at the rotation, I mean, look, Yuri Perez is going to be your number one. He's going to be your number one for years. Oh, I mean, th- this kid that. is such a stud. What a shame we don't have him and Acantara back to back to start the year like that. Because if you yeah. did, yeah, you're talking about a different team. And I have uh, AJ. Yeah. How do you pronounce the last name? Yeah. Puke, puck, whatever. Um, six foot seven, you know, yeah. throw, throw gas. Uh, you know, he would get complicated a little bit in the bullpen, but hey, let's see how he does as a starter. Let's see. Um, Opportunity. I want to see how Trevor Rogers does. I want to see how Cabrera does. If Seek still comes back, um, Max Meyer is back. Yep. You know, let's not forget him. This guy yep. was like the number one prospect, yep. pitching prospect yep. in, in the team. Yep. And Tommy John, after a couple of starts, you know, he probably had that from before. So let's see. Maybe he's a better pitcher now after, yeah. after the procedure. Yeah, after those procedures, if they're taken care of correctly, man, they. Uh you know, those arms come back well. Did you see the whole Yamamoto thing and his, um, the, the the thing in the contract about the Tommy John? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, if he if he gets Tommy John, I, th- I forget, I forgot with, within how many years he has an opt-out at this time. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't have any Tommy John, his opt-out is when he's 31. So he's going to get a Mac 
Daddy, another Mac Daddy, Mac Daddy contract. Nice. It was pretty interesting. I saw an MLB network yesterday. He's got some Tommy John opt out there, which is pretty interesting. Speaking of Tommy John, so it, they said that Manfred is looking into into cutting one pitcher from the roster next season. So instead of 16, it's 15. And, you know, it's to put a bit more emphasis on on starting pitching. That starting pitching needs to be out there longer, which, you know, I, I, I agree with. Um, you know, then you're, the people on the other side of that argument say, well, you know, some surgeon's going to get very, very rich because you're going to have a thousand Tommy John you know, surgeries, but you know, let, let's, let's speak to it. Like, you know, let, let me know, let me know about this. Like if, like if I'm in first grade or kindergarten, baseball has been going on for, for years. So why are we more concerned now about a guy that's pitched four you know, four or five innings now, not being able to pitch nine because he's going to get Tommy John. But some years ago, you had a bunch of guys throwing, I don't know how many innings, how many complete games, yeah, and you, whatnot. And these guys weren't destroying their, is, is it mechanics? Like, what? what is it? I don't know, man. Is I, it I just, just that everybody's just throwing gas? I just think now, that, that the training is starting a lot younger. Yeah, that the could be too. people are a lot stronger. The inside of those arms are a lot tougher. They're spinning at a much faster rate. And you just, you know, when you add maybe then correct training or whatever. It just creates a perfect storm, you know, and they're going to get hurt. But there are people who don't get hurt. Like you were sending me things the other day of guys back in the day who were throwing like, you know, 17 inning games, like 200 something pitches, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know. To me, I think it's become like a protect a player type thing. It's a big money type thing, more of like an investment type thing than your actual sports player. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I think it's changed a little bit. I also think that before, I think players played hurt easily. I don't think there was a choice. You know what I'm saying? But I think now there's a lot of choices. And any little thing is like, you know, you're, 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 you're off the, you're onto the DL or you're, you're taking care of something, you know? So it's, it's a lot of things. But I feel it. it's also generational because you see guys, the 20 some year old starter, and then you have your 38, 39, right. you know, like your Scherzers and your Verlander. Why is it that those guys, anytime, and they, you know, of course they've been hurt, but those guys, when the manager comes, calls to the bullpen, those guys are pissed. Those guys are like, I don't want, yeah. you have to kill me to take me out of, out of this mound. Yeah. Why is it that I mean, and, and, and they still Snell, play. And Snell doesn't do that. <laughs> no, they're still, but but Snell, dude, Tampa Bay lost it's, a World Series I'm game because the, of yeah, that. The, the competitive, you know? the competitiveness is something I think that um, is just an individual type thing. I don't think that you're going to teach Snell that competitiveness that Scherzer has or Verlander has. Those are people who want the ball. They want to be in the moment. It's more to them about just getting the job done. You know what I'm saying? Like even it smells like a, oh, I just got my the job done. Now let's move it on to someone else. These guys are guys like, no, no, no. I want to finish the job. And that's a big difference in that type yep. of mentality. Um, but that's an individual thing. You know what I'm saying? You gotta want the ball. You gotta want that ball hit to you. You gotta want to go ahead and make those outs for your teams. And and those guys just have that gene, you know? Yeah, I remember I remember um there was a 
a no hitter, and I'm I'm looking it up now. That's what I you know I'm here on my on my phone trying to trying to find this because it was it was in nineteen. 1990, so Mark Langston and Mike Witt, that's what I was, I was thinking, Bobby Witt, but Bobby Witt was the, the, the pitcher and now the son plays. So Mark Langston and Mike Witt pitched a combined no-hitter in 1990. I think this was like, um, 1990 may have been that year that there was a bunch of no-hitters. And, and I remember seeing a combined no-hitter and I was like, wow, combined no-hitter, interesting. Now there's like a billion combined no hitters. Like it's more common than than a guy just going all nine innings and and throwing a no no himself. Yeah, you'll you'll see a combined no hitter with four or five guys. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And you know you easy you, you each threw an inning and a half, you know, or two innings, yeah. you know, easy. But um, yeah, you see it a lot, man. Dude, it takes you know, a juice pitchers out are of dominant man. Pitchers are dominant. I'm on no. Up until recently. There was always about a handful of guys that threw low 90s and were location guys. Okay. We had a bunch of those. We had Jomi Moyer, remember? Greg Maddox. We had Greg Maddox. You had Tom Glavin. You know, you had guys who were able to do that. Resurgence. Yeah, resurgence. You know, the, um, you know, the, the Phillies had, you know, Floyd. Remember Cliff Floyd, the, the, the Cliff, pitcher? Cliff, Cliff Lee. Cliff Lee. So there was always that. Those are now substituted. Uh, the guy from Astros, Cuter, Kyle Cuter, oh, uh, Dallas Keiko. Dallas Keiko. Yeah. Where are those guys? Yeah. The league doesn't have any. Every starter now. Story 95 plus. Yes. 95 plus. Yeah. And then, you know, I remember when I was in the minor leagues, the starters were the guys that you had to get to. Because once they got to that bullpen, bro, it got tougher. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like, shit. The starters throwing just as hard as anybody else in the game. It's definitely changed. It's gotten tough, man. Yeah, like every, everybody's Randy Johnson now. Have you, you seen know? those videos that we share on Instagram? And I we've tagged each other on them of the view from behind oh, home, yeah. like on Chapman's bullpen. And on Yamamoto. Or like Yamamoto and, and, Bauer. and Garrett Cole. And about like, how do you... How do you hit that? It's so hard. Like Chapman, when he, he releases that ball right on top of you. And he's back, baby, by the way. He's back. He's gonna help. He's gonna help the, the the pirates. And if not, he'll be traded to somewhere that's like a contender. Yeah. But he's gonna help somebody win. Yeah, he's back. There was, yeah. um, you know, with, with those uh, with those pitchers, you know that they, yeah, that from that view, you're like, how the hell do you hit a baseball? And you know, then there's so many people, especially guys that like you know other sports and are really oh, cause baseball, you know, and it's like, dude, Deion Sanders. Remember when they asked him? Dion, what's the hardest thing you've ever done in sports? He goes, hitting a baseball. Yep. This is Deion Sanders. Yep. One of the greatest football players to ever play the game. A damn good baseball player. You know, and not a Hall of Famer, but a damn good baseball player. And he said, the hardest thing to do in sports is to hit a baseball. Yep. Go up there. Try Give to hit off, you know, off Garrett Cole. Give off it a Blake shot. Snell. Give it a shot. You know, it's not, it's not easy. Get out there. Get the best athlete in the NBA, LeBron James. Put him in the box. Yep. See what he does. <laughs> See what he does, man. But, man, I still think there's a, a space in baseball for those surgeons, man. It's, yeah, uh, there is. Because it's a technique, man. Like, you know, Mariano, I mean, yes, he threw the cut fastball, but it was one pitch, Mike, and he dominated his craft. He dominated as, as a closer. He retired not, not that long ago, man. Greg Maddox also, you know, 
yes, it was maybe some a little bit of time ago, but it's not. We're not talking about the 1960s. Yeah, exactly. This is a guy that was striking out and, you know, dominating some of the best hitters yeah. to ever play the game. Barry Bonds, I, yeah, I Ken guess, Griffey. I guess those guys are not, they're not appealable anymore. Among and them. now everybody comes out, ah, you know, That's throwing it. heat and they're then, not, oh, yeah, my elbow. And, you know, what? Why, why can't there be a guy that's... Amando, you because know? you go to these high school showcases and they're looking at the guys throwing the hardest. They're not looking at the guys getting the outs, you know? Um, and I just don't know how appealing it is anymore to not throw hard. Just like kind of like not hitting home runs. Is that is that appealing? There's a couple of them in the big leagues. Arias, I don't really drive the ball out of the park, but is, is it appealing anymore? And it's affecting the game, you know. The chicks dig the long ball, and that would uh, they they, they <laughs> do, Clavinson. yeah, you know. But they don't look at the strikeouts. <laughs> no man, no no, it's uh, you know. But dude, it's uh, you know, b- baseball's changed. I mean, it's look some for the better, some I don't think it's for the better, but but it, you know, it's still it's still awesome, and and I guess is you know generations, you know, it it yeah. just it just changes, man, but. But I, I, I think if if the commissioner's looking for a reduction in relievers to, you know, cut out so many, so many changes, if he's making the bases bigger, to kind of influence guys to like, yo, steal some bases, if he's trying to like, you know, hey, maybe not too many pickoff moves, so we can have some more stolen bases. Let's bring that back. Yeah. I like I like that. Like when you know when I know we gave up uh, we gave a lot of crap for the rule changes, but when it comes to stuff like that, I like it. I grew up with Ricky and Vince Coleman and Willie McGee, and they were seeing a bunch of bases. You I, don't see that no, anymore. I, I like you're it. starting to see it more now. I like it, and I'm I'm starting to see it more. And I understand your point about you know like they've kind of sparked this again to like hey let's start getting back to this. But Okonyo, man, why was it taken away to begin with? Yep. Why was the sacrifice bunt not used anymore? Why has it not been used in the last 10 years? It's crazy. Why not? Why don't we see hidden runs as often? Like why? Like why 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 aren't we seeing guys backing up bases? Yep. You know what I mean? It's Look like at we just like like the fact that they have to like change stuff to force things just makes me wonder like like, are we really managing? Like, are we really, like, are we really? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm going to have to ask yonder. Or, or, <laughs> or, or, what, or what are they teaching, you know, now once these kids, like, hit, like, that, you know, high school yeah. high school and college level? Because, dude, even in MLB The Show, I know it's a video game, but when I'm playing MLB The Show, every now and then I'll assess the situation. I'm like, I'm gonna sack this guy over. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. And he dropped the bunt. Absolutely. And you and you move the runner, dude. It's a it's a run. And how many times do you see a guy and you're like, all right, Conyo, no outs, runner on first. Jacob Stallings is up for the Marlins, and they let him rip. What is he hitting? One fifth. And they let oh, him rip. Oh my god, bunt this guy over to second. No, ah, da, da. strike double, three. Double play. Okay, <laughs> next guy. Uh, one out, runner on first. Now it's like you know. Now it's the uh, the ninth hitter comes up. Tambien, no sacrifice bunt. Two outs. Armando, the last then force out at second to end the inning. The last time that I legitly remember 
seeing a sacrifice bunt in an important game, and I remember it vividly because I remember having this conversation with my brother, was the Subway Series Yankees versus Mets. Ray Ordonez had two opportunities to get a sacrifice bunt down in pivotal moments, and he couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? That was the last time I can vividly remember seeing a sacrifice attempt. You know what I mean? It's wild because, you know, I kind of feel like as a little league coach, like with, you know, with the 11U and when they were in 10U, I was like, no, man, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bunt right now. Like, let's let them hit. Like, they're kids. Like, like I believe then, you know, hit, hit your way. Like, let's go. You know what I mean? But, man, at the big league level, like you're hitting 150. Like, you have to make that guy do stuff. You have to force things. You have to force feed them, you know? One of those nine guys that hit over 300. Why are we complicating this? So we can't. So we have nine guys hitting over 300 in the whole major leagues, but then guys are going to get offended when you're asked to sacrifice bunt? I don't get it. You and by the what? way, and by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Amando. The guys who are sacrificed bunt here are making $20 million a year. What the fuck's yeah, the problem? Exactly. What's the problem? Yep. You know? No, and it's like we're not asking Ronald Acuna to bunt. We're not asking no. Ronald Acuna to no. bunt. We're not asking Matt Olson to bunt. No. We're not asking Aaron Judge no. to bunt. I'm asking Isaiah Ka- Kiner Kalefa Falefa to to bunt maybe a few times. I'm asking Jacob Stallings, yeah, maybe even oh, t- hey. Tim Anderson oh, now hey. that he's with the, the Marlins. Shortstop for the Anaheim uh, Nieto. He's got to drop some bunts. Nieto to drop some bunts too. Bah, bah, yeah. You know, I mean, shit. Stalling. You got to sacrifice bunt. Back to ba- back to <laughs> basics. Back to basics. Let's win some games, man. Like we dude, we saw a scrappy ass team like the Arizona Diamondbacks make the World Series. You know, it's not all about everybody just hitting home runs. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it's changed, Armando. It's it's very different than when we played. Yeah. Know? Very, but hey, you know, like let, let's see Still what happens the greatest this game. year. Um, and is, we love man, it. it is. We love it. But I'll tell you what. At least, at least with us, man, with with the kids in the program and your kid and the team stuff like that, we try, we we do a good job of keeping it like what it's supposed to be. Yeah, like we're not inventando here with some crazy drills and some nonsense and we're crazy. We're trying to keep it as traditional as possible, man. <laughs> you, you saw know? you saw many memes come on now with the uh, oh uh, you know pitching coaches, yeah. you know, <laughs> pitching drills and bro, it, it's it's pretty it's funny. Wild man, it's wild. It's wild to me. But dude, you talk, we talked about. Uh, I mentioned Ronald Acuna. So Acuna, apparently, and I, I mean, all I could go by is uh, uh, what is what was it like a meme or something? I a post that I sent you on Instagram, but it it says Ronald Acuna's brother, who's twelve years old, is is you know being looked at by by the Phillies. So like so yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this now. Ronald Acuna's brother agrees to join Philadelphia, but there's a catch. His brother Kenny can join them until twenty twenty eight. Kid's twelve years old. Yeah, Mike. I don't know. I mean, 12, 12, 12 years old, and you know, I mean, I, I wonder how. And, and no, and it looks to be legit. I mean, it's uh, it's this reporter Hector Gomez who who's the one that reported it. Um, you know, and and he's the one that's been all over the whole thing with Wander Franco and and all that. Uh, but dude, twelve years old. Like, what were you doing at 12 years no. old? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And this kid's already, that. you know, future yeah. future major leaguer. I mean, we saw, um, which I remember talking to Espy. I think it was like episode two or three, whenever we had Espy. 
that that uh, we were talking about Ethan Salas from the from the Padres. Yep. And Ethan Salas, um, he he signed at 17 years old with the Padres, and this kid's on the fast track, Mike. I mean, he you know he got he got an invite to spring training. Um, forgot what they said that him he was gonna go up against, and I forgot what pitcher it was, but that this pitcher when he started the you know in the major leagues, this kid wasn't even born. Yeah, you know, I mean, something wild like that. That kid's gonna be. Kid's gonna really be good. a stud, man. He'll probably be in the big league September call-ups this year, I think. And it's like there, there's some kids that you know, man. Like yeah. you just know, like there's a yeah. kid uh, named Yudelkis Quevedo. His uh, his dad, he's a um, AC guy. I met him in one of my real estate deals, and we stayed in touch. Uh, this was like four, so 2019, so five years ago. And his kid's 16 now. He was like 11 about or about to turn 11 back then. And I remember he would post videos, the kid doing drills in the apartment building where they live, like throwing against a wall and throwing and hitting. And I'm like, Oye, chamaco se ve bien. Oh, si, gracias. Bro, the kid now is like six foot two, <laughs> six foot three. I think he's at, I, I believe he's at matter. Um, I went into the perfect game website yesterday. The kid has a nine score and in, wow. and in perfect game, um, Nine means that this kid will be a top top 10 round draft pick, high collegiate level player. I mean, the kid's a stud. And when I would see those videos when he was a kid, just the way he was swinging and everything, I would show my brother and be like, dude, look at this kid. Like, I know his dad. And now, you know, he's going to all these showcases. He's playing for all these teams. I mean, stud. There's some kids that you just see them and you're like, that's the guy. That's the guy. That's that's yeah. the guy. Like God went like that and said, "Yep, you're the one I've chosen." I mean, and and we're talking about a nine, like yeah. Ethan Salas. He's like a fifteen. Yeah, he must be off the <laughs> he's charts. He's a fifteen. Be, yeah, completely uh, off the charts. Acuna's brother at twelve must be a fifteen at that age. Yeah, no, I, I like Jason just, Dominguez. Remember when he got yeah. signed by the Yankees? I could just imagine like, like if, the if, Martian. If that's true, like what kind of money they they talking about here? You know what I mean? Because I mean, you'd want to. You'd, I'd lock up Acuna's twelve-year-old brother as well. <laughs> it's know? like, do you have any more brothers, bro? You know, that's Dude, why. Do you remember? I'm on. Do you remember when the whole World Baseball Classic came and the whole Acuna thing came out where the Braves and this yeah. and that and blah? I think it was all smoke. So smoke. It was all, all, smoke. all smoke. You're not going to do anything to tell you. No one's telling Acuna when he can and can't play. Exactly. You're, you're, right. you're telling him where you're going to play. Oh, be careful. All smoke. It's all smoke. I think some. I, I think it was somebody throwing info there to see what what would happen. All smoke. Might have even you know? been the Braves to see what yeah. what some teams yeah. would give up for him. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Because what if some team would have given you like I mean a tremendous haul. Yeah. For this guy, you know, and you're like, hey, you know, maybe. Who knows? He's just so good, though. But dude, it's March the second, and Blake Snell hasn't signed yet. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. I mean, it's, Scott Scott Boris. You know, I, I know, I know. What he's, are we waiting for? I know he's considered the goat. You know, with in 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 that agent world. You know, everybody knows Scott Boris. He's the biggest deals and and all that. But man, like you know, you have your 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 player who got what was it five years, one hundred and fifty mil that the Yankees were going to give him, and you, you turned you, you turned that and, down because yeah. you wanted a couple of extra years. Um, and now, you know, he may still end up with the Yankees or maybe end up somewhere else. But, but man, Blake, you know, Blake's not just won the Cy Young. 
Yeah. We need to get him signed. He's missing some some quality spring training time, too. That would too. be so. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's, you know, especially if he's going to come to a new team, you know, it's important in the camaraderie, get to know your teammates. It seems like the Yankees have brought in with Stroman. You listen, I, you know, at, at the beginning with Stroman for me, you know, I just knew him from Toronto and his antics and the whole thing and the do-rag. And, you know, he was at odds with Soto with the whole stride thing, whatever. Rub me the wrong way. But he's a competitor. He's a bulldog. And I think they brought in the right guy. They brought in him. They brought in Soto. They brought in the right team-type players. Verdugo. Where you got to be careful. You got to be careful. Because you brought in the right team-type players. You don't want to bring in now a non-team-type player. And I have a feeling that the Yankees are thinking something along those lines. Because how's the best pitcher in the league on the shelf right now? I think they want to sign him, but... They want to sign him for what the Yankees want to sign him for. Because you have you have Soto vouching for him. You have Judge vouching for him. I didn't know, but apparently they're they're friends. Um, you know, you have some people on on his side, but does he want to be a Yankee and play by what the Yankees are trying to accomplish? Because you know, Cashman in the past few years has made some some very questionable trades, some questionable signings. Like, Josh Donaldson never fit with the team. A bunch of guys didn't fit with the team. Rodon barely fit with the team last year. You know, they had to tell him, hey, offseason, you need to work your ass off because if not, you're going to be out of here. Yep. And it looks like he worked his ass off. Stanton, too. Stanton, Stanton they, too. they yes. probably told him, hey, buddy, you need to lose 20 pounds. Giancarlo Stanton, for as great a player as he is, became a fucking joke. Yep. You know? You know, the, the, the shots of him... Rounding the bases, all, you know. Running through a stop sign, uh, like, you know, not even been able to move. Like, yeah, can't even, terrible. You know, you put him on the outfield. Terrible. It's like, what are you doing? And terrible. now he looks like a ball player again. Yeah, he looks good. You know, I'm I'm excited, man. I think, to me, when Giancarlo Stanton's in your lineup, you're a, you're a better team. Because he produces, you know. Like, he, he's, he's not as bad as people think he is. His knock is that he's just not in there. But, man, when he's in there, it's home run all the time. It's home run. Home run, ball off the wall, walk, you know. And if we can get him healthy, you're going to have the biggest outfield in the league. And then have you seen their number two prospect in the league? Six six outfielder. It was a first round pick last year. He was with Judge yesterday. Spencer Jones. Jesus Dude, and, and Christ, he, man. And he he's he, he's bigger than Judge. He's Mike. bigger. He's like bigger that's what I'm than saying. Judge. Like where are they? W- w- why aren't other teams drafting these guys? Okay, but now now you know and. And uh, it, it's funny because I, at the beginning, I'm like, I'm like, oh, Mike, you know, we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep this, uh, th- this show, you know, a little lighter or whatever, man. But we we fit some good topics. So Spencer Jones, he's 22. This guy is, I'm trying, I'm trying to find his his height because I think it's six six, foot, six like yeah, six six, six. And, yeah, two thirty five. That he was like six seven, but this guy looks like he's ready for the bigs. At what point, like, do you? Just bring them up. And I mean, because we've seen other teams, you know, the, the Orioles in the last couple of years have brought up their, their guys. I mean, holiday. We, they need to get that holiday yeah, kid dude. opening day. That kid's yeah, he, the he's, real He's awesome, deal. man. He is so good. Armando, I think the Yankees and the situation that they're in, I think with this guy, it's either like an opportunity opens up or a September call up. Because right now, where are you going to put him? Yeah, I mean, there's not... Give him his at-bats in AAA. And you need to give Dominguez priority Yeah, give him, him his too. at-bats, give him his thing. But at the end of the day, I think the Yankees are setting themselves up to be in a really good position with a lot of players and a lot of prospects. 
to see if they can make some moves. Yeah. And I hope that they get really aggressive like they used to be. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, the, the future looks bright for yeah. them. Um, you know, I, I want the future to look bright for, you know, for the Marlins. You know, I'm, I'm a Javi. I'm a Marlins fan, too. You know, <laughs> we're, we're I love, holders, you know? I love, I love the going. Marlins, but, uh, but yeah, man, they, they need to spend a, a little bit of money. We're not asking for much. It's a little bit, a little bit, you know, who's going to, who's going to replace Soler and yeah, his home runs. They didn't replace him. You know, yeah. talk about, Hey, but you know what? Talk about a team that has a great opportunity to be that scrappy team that I was talking about. Yeah. Laying down buns, yeah. getting runs. Yeah. Like Arizona. May, Making the best and of opportunities. Man, they should also be the team that gives Bauer an opportunity. I think so too. Look, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about this every single week really until hurt. somebody I'm gives them be an really opportunity. Hurt, man, like like how like isn't the point to win games? Apparently not. And let me tell you, all thirty uh MML teams, all thirty of you in your minor league system, in your big league system, you got some delinquents. Oh, yeah. You got absolutely. some thugs. <laughs> you got some delinquents. You got some drug dealers. You got some people doing some bad things. No one's exempt to them. No organization is exempt to that. This guy just happened to be caught up in a bad situation. Yep. But if the bottom line is to win games, and we're in the business of winning games, who cares? Who gives a shit? This guy's amazing. He's a side young winner two years ago. Like, what are we, three years ago, what are we waiting for? Like the punter, we're really gonna we're we're really gonna stand around, and and I, I I apologize if I offend anybody when I say this, but we're if you're in tune with this situation, you're literally watching somebody get fucked. Yeah, he's getting fucked, and we're watching it with our own eyes. You have a player getting blackballed. You have a player that nobody's signing him with an amazing talent, and you can't do anything about it. That sucks, man. Yeah. It sucks. I was gonna say the you know? pun the punter's getting a, another chance. Yeah. The punter that got accused of rape. Yeah. And the, the girl took it back yeah. and said, Hey, he was never there. Yeah. He's getting a second yeah. chance. So why not yeah. why not Bauer? Yeah. You know, and look, if it if the allegations would have been true, of course. Keep him away. Look, uh Urias, keep him away. Wander Franco. If he's going after 14 year old girls, keep him away. away. You're done. Yep. You're done. But this guy got cleared. Yeah, what are, what are we doing? You know, you Look, know, he, he could um, be a prick. There's plenty of pricks in, in MLB and in every sport. He could be plenty, plenty of ownership, plenty of ownership. It's pricks too. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We see the guy from the Carolina yeah. Panthers throwing beer at a yeah. guy or something. Yeah. But I'm, I'm gonna tell you somebody who's in a little bit of a mess right now. It's not the MLB, bro. Ty- Tyreek Hill's in a little bit of a mess right now. Did you see what he did? Yeah, <laughs> but, but I mean, it's, it, it was, I, I didn't follow it since, oh since my the allegation. God, bro, but something happened. He was doing a football drill, his, and the girl, leg. like, bumped him too hard, and he fell. So then he got up, and, like, he trucked her, and he destroyed <laughs> So this guy's going through a divorce. The chick that he married is divorcing him, and now this other influencer chick is suing him for, like, $75,000. Hang on with some normal people, man. Just give her you the know, money. Just give her the money. Give her the money. Just give her the money and play football. <laughs> you know, let's just move on with it. It's wild, man. It's like, you know, you just have to act a little bit out of line and somebody's going to go after you. But, you know, um, while we say goodbye and, and before we go, we want to congratulate the St. Brendan's baseball team. Yes. Undefeated. Absolutely. And won the, the Catholic 
championship yeah, absolutely. there, man. Against St. Kevin. Hey, a lot of DD blood in that roster, man. There is, man. A lot of kids there. XDD kids there. That's awesome. Super proud of them. Great job, boys. So, yeah, congrats Coach Rudy. to congrats Coach Rudy, right? Coach yeah, Rudy, Coach, Coach Javi. Rudy and Javi, yeah. Nice work, boys. Nice work. Very good. And, and you know, don't forget uh, that pig roast hit me up. And also, don't forget about Down Dreams Miami Academy and also Lux Properties. Hit us up. We are here. Later.